a monster in our midst, bigger than your average foot, secretly slays residents in rural organ. Gaslit presents Mythic Manslaughter. I'm Paige I'm Tyler Knight. And today we are joined with... Little Shoes. And our whoop, what? Girl, huh? Uh, Oliver Owens. Well, I just want to I just want to apologize for everyone. I know that everyone was really looking forward to our big Halloween ep, but uh, unfortunately we did get distracted. You have to understand, we were doing field research yeah, on exactly. Halloween instead for this episode. This week. very episode. The first of many fall episodes. Mm. Yeah. So don't fall out with us, boy. That's true. I <laughs> Where did we go for Halloween, Ollie? Well, yeah. I can't seem to remember. Refresh my memory. I have a, you know, I don't know how to put this. I have a yearning to see a creature. Some of you may have heard it. It's been referred to as a yeti or a sasquatch. Uh, or a we know it as Bigfoot. Big stinky feet. Those mud rompers. We are located in Portland, OR, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And, and we are lucky enough, just 35 minutes away from this address, Boring Oregon, North American Bigfoot Center. We're in Bigfoot hell these days. I mean, Oregon and, Wa- and Washington and California, that is Bigfoot heaven or Bigfoot hell, depending who you ask. Exactly. But my journalistic instinct. He lives here. I live here. I've been all over Oregon. I've lived here my whole life. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's wet outside. There's a river outside. There's a river. Not in the ground. In and the if sky. there's one thing Oregon loves, it's Bigfoot and rain, right? Bigfoot. Rain and Ollie as a native Californian. What do you, what do you think else we like? And it's not avocados. Well, I don't know if you like it too much because, frankly, it terrifies me that I'm even here right now. But in your home? Oregon is uh, specifically Portland, where we're located, uh, is home to quite a few serial killers. What? Pacific Northwest serial killer central. Today we are taking on a serial killer that not many people have heard of. Why? Well, I guess we'll get to that. Today we are going to be talking about the Bigfoot killer of Boring, Oregon. And his kills may be big, but his name may be small as it has been circumcised by a Larger national events. Exactly. But. Stop your screaming. Sorry. The fuck just happened? I'm sorry. I just, you know, it's been a rough week for me. Is there a Yeti in your belly? No, well, it's been Halloween, so I've been eating quite a few uh, tons of candy. I love the candy side of Halloween. The terror, terrifying. Spooky nature of the holiday, not so much for me. Yes. In order to tell the story right, we gotta start at the back and back at the start. 2015, Guide Dogs for the Blind. Guide Dogs for the Blind. You know them, you love them. People can't see, but their dogs sure can. Exactly. So Guide Dogs for the Blind is an establishment based in Boring, Oregon that opened at 2015. At their opening, the establishment that they're located in, they found some 
Peculiar things. A hatch, if you would. A hatch. Into what? Beneath a man cave of monstrous proportions. A monster man cave. Not just... We're not talking pinball machines and, you know, Peter Griffin memorabilia. No, we're talking caches of... Weird sound, audio logs, roars, growls, tummy aches, scratches, scritches, knocks, and more. In the scariest suit you will ever see. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. This suit is what's suited for a murderer. So they opened this hatch that they found in the floor, and they found a crushed story of a house. Guide Dogs for the Blind is a one-story establishment, but it appears that it used to be a two-story establishment. One layer crushed the bottom layer by some freak event. And one of the benefits of of being in the Oregon area is that we get access to the legendary Oregon logbook, which has some, you know, information details that you can only find in the Oregon logbook and not online anywhere. It's real. You just have to come to Oregon to see it. Exactly. It's got gilded pages. Yeah. What? So in this hatch, tapes of strange sounds... Very strange sound. So as you were saying, we are finding tapes, and yeah. they sounded a little like, well, tape one. <laughs> tape two. <coughs> tape three. <coughs> tape four. My wife. Tape five. <coughs> tape six. <coughs> tape seven. Hey, bitch, shut the fuck up and close the damn door. Fuck! Kyler! It wasn't me. Uh, and I they also found, most shockingly of all, they found a suit. But not a three-piece. I am talking mole skin, Bigfoot suit. Yeah, they were smudging that mole skin for hours. And, you know, this is something that ties into a, you know, Mole City. I'm going to come out and say it. This is just reeks of Mole City, and later we'll dive into that a little bit more, but this suit is, I, as an expert on all things Mole City, this is a moleskin quality suit that um, you're not going to find on an average mundane run of the mill mole. No. This leads to a covered up story being brought to the surface again. Like a tampon in the trash can, covered it's, up. Mm. Vance Meat. Name of the game, name of the guy. Mm. Born on 9... September 11th, baby. 1952. Oh, thank goodness. Right, before the towers collapsed. Exactly. And the Trade Center was popping off. Mm. Whistling Dixie. He lived his whole life in Boring, Oregon. Born in Boring, Oregon to a pretty unique family. Yeah, a uniquely average, boring, but outrageous family. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They were the oxymorons of Boring, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Starting with the father. Cradle Meat. Crazy Cradle. Crazy Cradle Meat. Vance Meat. Didn't have a mother. He well. never. I mean, we all have mommies and daddies. Yeah. But he never met his mother, um, and all we can tell he his father, you know, the 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 crackhead sh- uh, moonshine shoe shiner that he was. Moonchild. Moonchild that he was. Just told his boys like your mama was Bigfoot. There was two big feet, and she was one of them, and that's how she ran away. That hairy sob, son of a bog. Yeah, and those dumb denim daddies. <laughs> They don't know. I mean, they for all they know, they could have uh, had consensual, beautiful sex with. Yeah, a maybe they did have consensual sex. Probably. The weird thing is that if his mother was Bigfoot, I mean, little Vance meat—that's what they always said. Little Vance meat with little Vance feet, eating crumpets and drinking tea. Bugs. They 
could not stand Vance Mead and his tiny, tiny. Vance grew up without a mother figure, and that wasn't the only trouble. This boy had a dog, man's best friend, but ate that ate Pa's cigarette, and then Pa said, Cradle broke his leg, and he said, damn dirty dog, picked up two stones and smashed his head like a hog. And by that I mean the dog ate his cigarette, and being the violent, drunkard, yeah. cokehead, smushbrain fellow that he was, he just picked up two stones, like, I'll teach him. Clap. Pilgrim. Pilgrim. And then he's like, Pa, no, my birthday, and then, this did well, happen on his 10th birthday. This happened on his 10th like birthday. Argyle nightmare. Whatever that means. He saw his dog's head flatten like a deflated balloon before his eyes and stumble into a hole. Cradle went, yep. This was traumatic, to say the least. I mean, I would, I would think so. Whenever I eat my dad's cigarettes, he never does that to me. You have a nice dad. He grows up. Against all odds. <laughs> Despite everything. Despite everything, Vance Meat grows up to become a tropical bird farmer. In Boring, Oregon. While while he was farming these tropical birds, he he was inspired by an establishment that happens across the street, which is, of course, the North American Bigfoot Center that we visited in Boring, Oregon. A fantastic establishment. Yeah. Right across the street. Fantastic. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to gloss over it. Fantastic yeah. establishment. I don't want to. This isn't wanna, moves. This isn't jokes. Yeah. I I want to chew the soot off the rugs in that establishment. Yeah. Great place, great place to hang. Plenty of space. So, he's, he's feeling inspired by this establishment across the street from his house. And on his 40th birthday, he decides to make a change. Yeah, he moves from exotic birds to a, another exotic creature. <gasps> Bigfoot. Opens up a rival Bigfoot center, museum, if you will, across the street from the incredible North American Bigfoot Center. Yeah. And how do you how do you beat incredible? Well, with Vance's outrageous relic emporium. Vor, if you would. That's that kind of a name. mouthful. A mouthful indeed. Yeah. Like a, like a big old hand leg. <laughs> Quite a mouthful. And so because of that, the, for the rest of the podcast, we're just going to be referring to it as Vor. Vor, yeah. yeah. So when we say Vor, you know what we mean. Yeah. Well, so we have this establishment starting. Uh, this this gentleman who's reached a. Uh, We'll call it the apex of his life at this point. Yeah. He's moving. He has, some, he has quite a few people in his circle. You know, he's on the early days of the internet. He's networking and stuff, and getting getting a decent amount of people following his like Bigfoot. Yeah, Foot Finder used to mean something different back then. Yeah, he brags, he boasts. He these people on the internet know that he has something in the works coming on his birthday, 9/11/1992. So he begins to to market to the people saying, I have a picture of Bigfoot. Come Never see before it. seen. Come in my home, see my see my foot, my see Bigfoot. My, my You'll foot. see it on opening night of my establishment. So all his online party pals, they stop by, they take the, the next biggest bus, mm-hmm. huge bus, big bus, down to Boring, and they all pile out. And he says, you all ready for this? He says, you all ready for this? And he unveils a picture. Whips it out. He goes. Shows it to everyone. Yeah. Met. With scrutiny and silence. First voice, one of those points to the foot itself. In the photo, it is apparent that Mr. Meat did dress up as Bigfoot himself. As in the photo, you can see his pair of 1992 Nike Dunks. Yeah, and you know, when people think of Bigfoot, they want to see toes wiggling, they want to see foot roofs hairy, and they want to see soles as big as time. Exactly. And they saw it covered up rubber-footed, steel-toed, 
Nike dips? Nike, Nike dunks. Dunks. Nike dunks. I mean, the creature is called Bigfoot. You would expect to see big, big feet. feet. Yeah, big toes with big nails and big hairs. And he big lost hair. all of the clout that he had in the Bigfoot community. They said, ah, phooey, and they all piled back up on their very big bus. Very big very bus big and bus. boring Oregon. And these are like highfalutin establishment Washington uh, types, you know, the Bigfoot mm-hmm. community. Yeah, Whistling Dixie. You know, they have yeah. their full, you know, denim blazers on, and they're sipping their boot wine and eating their wheel of Bigfoot-flavored cheese and, and spitting at him because of what a disgrace. He made a mockery of that goddamn community. Yeah, they're talking- Oliver! Okay. Yeah, they're talking- Gosh, giggle, giggle fuck community. Giggle horn, please. Guinea horn. Next year. 1993, 9-11, his Ooh. birthday, begins his first Bigfoot tour. I mean, at this point, he's already starting to do whatever he can to grab the people's attention by being that eccentric Bigfoot guy. Uh, brings on alligator partner, Rodney, Rodney Eggs! Ah. Rodney Eggs was an alligator associate of his, not a pet, not a friend. He made it very partner. clear, yeah. not a pet. Not they had his name on the lease. Rodney Eggs had more uh, financial stability and more liquid assets than than Vance Meat ever did. Vance Meat so, had terrible credit. And I mean, yes, Rodney, Rodney was new and fresh in the game. So Rodney was a creature, but he was an alligator. How? Don't ask questions. You're not ready for the answers to. But they yeah. were business partners. Rodney brought in the people. Like, not lovers. The, not lovers. No. Nope. But. Vance was always a cloaca hound, so the fact that they were such, you know, it, he was fascinated, let's put it that way. He just brought in the, he brought in the people, like, that guy's got an alligator, and that did buy them some time for a little bit, and he's, he's getting the other ideas. He's like, I've got Bigfoot's coffin, I'm putting on the Bigfoot tours. The Bigfoot suit, I know we discussed it previously, but this Bigfoot suit differs slightly from the one that was in the photo, because since his embarrassment with this photo, you know, having his feet show, he decided he needed a new costume. Now, this suit is so terrifying, not only because of the mole man skin that it's, uh, you know, supposed to be built up. Yeah, powered with. Uh, it was it was acquired at a traveling witch carnival that only appears every thirty years at three a.m. Yeah, it, he bought it while it was in town at Boring, Oregon. You know the locals, you know, or the the carny, the witch carny, mm. the warriors. Yeah, that kind of thing. He decided to buy the... Oh, I know, it's a wart so big. Yeah. Yeah, decided to buy the gorilla suit from them that they had, and so it's probably... Buys this haunted gorilla it's suit. It's problematic. Yeah. It's prob... It's problematic. Yeah. Yeah, and this is what he was using now to do these Bigfoot tours. Much more convincing. Had a supernatural aura yeah, to it. It was, a big, it was a Bigfoot job. Yeah, it... it Bigfoot job. Absolutely. He starts these tours. 1993, opens the first Bigfoot tours. He says, I'll do this every year. 1993, you know, he, he, he leads a bunch, a group of people out into the woods behind, the, behind his house. And he ske- sneaks away, dresses up like Bigfoot, comes back, scares him. 1993, goes fine. 1994, goes, goes fine. Foul. Foully fine. 1995. Foul. foul. Out in the woods with a group of folk. I believe this was the year his old Footfinder friends came back to see what the hubbub was about. Exactly. But little did they know, they were about to meet the man in the mask. Out in the woods at night. Tape recordings placed strategically around the woods. Strategically all around the woods. And he has all of them going off. He's about to reveal himself. Ah. He's about to reveal himself. As Bigfoot, of course. 
until he sees. High upon the ridge comes crashing and thrashing through the thicket a boulder of monstrous size and swooshes the leg of one floozy dam. Ouch! Yeah, well, let's so say there comes running down the hill. Bigfoot. And Bigfoot. Mean, let's put let's let's put this out there that first of all, our guy Vance here is a method actor. When he puts on the suit, he is the suit. It is what the suit is. He sees the guy trapped, and it, you know the part of him breaks from the character, but he's like, "Oh my god, I need to help him!" But you cannot. You have to commit to the bit. So what, what would Bigfoot do? What WWBD? What, what would, would Bigfoot, Bigfoot do? do? Also, Bigfoot grabs big rock. Cursed blood. Kills Floozy Dan. Floozy Dan's dead. Kills Floozy Dan. And he feels good. The rest of the party, when they got back to town, they reported it to the local police, said, Bigfoot killed my friend. Yeah, and right. Local cop. We're not taken seriously by the local police. No. It's hard to... They found, they found a guy. They said, oh, this is obviously a, a hit by a boulder. Hit yeah. by a hit by a. Is this a boulder. hoax or a joke? Is what they said. So he gets away with it. Vance Meat gets away uh, with it, murder one nine eleven, and will continue to get away with murder on subsequent nine eleven. The perfect crime. I mean, you know. Wish. Every year after that, he brings one person out to the woods, real vagrant kind of person. Not not a lot of friends, not a lot of family, not a place to call home. Brings them into the woods. Smashes them between two rocks. The rock's getting progressively bigger, but you know, some of these people are patrons. He wants to immerse them in the Bigfoot experience. Mm -hmm. He winds them, he dines them, and he 69s them with a rock between another rock. This all leads up to 9 11, 2001. Yeah. Yep. The big one. His uh, 49th birthday. Him and Rodney Eggs are starting to have a bit of a falling out, you know? I mean, they're still business partners, but... The business is not doing well at all. Mm -hmm. I know. Because he murders, like, half of his customers. Yeah, yeah. He's just getting this this freakish Green Goblin field day from the suit. It's, it's making him feel powerful. It's like his business, like, the, the bills are, are stacking up. And what, Rodney's supposed to pay for it? With his trust fund? He's an alligator. Yeah. He says, okay, uh, it, it, it's 9-11's coming up. 9-11's coming up. My big B-day. I'm gonna do something different this year. He normally, you know, the, the rocks are getting bigger, but they're still handheld rocks. You know, he can carry these rocks around. He says, I'm gonna make this one big. To my ninth anniversary. Yeah, he he's gotta top the boulder that crushed his first victim. Yeah. He was he was topping the charts. He was coming up with the next yeah. big boulder smash. This is a this is a this is a good time to point out that his establishment board was located at the bottom of kind of a basin. You know, the, the land went, swooped down, and then popped right back up uh, on, on the street, you know? So he, he positions this rock at the top of the, of the basin, and another rock at the bottom of the basin, where he plans to kill. So he brings out his victim, his victim... Lulu Buckets. Precious Lulu. Precious Lulu. So his victim, Lulu Buckets, is at the bottom of this basin, right? He's scaring her, he's spooking her, Bigfoot's real, Bigfoot's real, Bigfoot's real. Bigfoot goes to the top of this basin, pushes this boulder. Big mistake. Big mistake. Not only does the boulder crush Miss Buckets, but it wipes out the entire first story of his home. Well, it hits most of it. 
but he goes down there, right? Mm-hmm. And once he's in there, Rodney's pissed. Yeah. Rodney does mm-hmm. a death roll on him, and that's when Mr. President, a second bowler, has hit the building. And the cops show up, and it's just leveled at this point. And luckily for that, the, that ancient structure above it uh, kind of powders the boulders a little bit. Um, and so now the, the blind dog hospital are... Yeah, buried. 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 Done. Dust. Dead as dirt. Zilch. Underneath. Yeah, but, so no one really knew about this. Um, because it happened on 9-11, 2001. Yeah, I mean, it's all covered yeah. up. You can't ha- you can't hinder those Bigfoot sales. Yeah, and he, he was crushed under do- guide dogs for the blind. So, yeah. like, at that point... Um, Didn't know. And yeah, no look, one knew. Yeah. This is only in but 2015 when, it, when they discovered... Yeah, underneath the floorboards of I dog for the blind, you know, oh, all these tapes, recordings, journal entries. This is how we know most about um, that, and also the organ logbook is the only way you can find any recordings. Exactly, the organ logbook. Yeah, crazy and story. Alligator skeleton. Alligator skeleton. Mm-hmm. Alligator skeleton. That leads us perfectly into this week's tales from the land. All these top ten trees. So, for this week's Tales from the Lamp, we scared Ollie so that our last episode, we just thought that we would let him list off his top ten favorite treats. Okay, go, go get him. Right here. Do a little taste test for us, too. All right, here we go. It's going to be... That's a lot of candy. Number one, Jesus. Muskrat. Number two, Twix. Twix. All right, if this continues, I'm going to throw up. He's eating with his butt now. I'm changing our tails from the lamp. I can't even get past number two. (laughs) Okay, I lied. Mm. That took a turn for the worse. This week's episode of Tales from the Lamp is about the red solo cup, not the cup the song. It was written while he was high on Molly. I'm Paige Hanna. I'm growing up. And I am in Twix heaven right now. (laughs) Oliver Owens. Good night. Stay tight and keep on going. Sweet.